0: We are looking at 1 Corinthians 12, if you would turn in your Bibles there. Verse 28 is sort of our focus. We are still in an exposition of the book of 1 Corinthians, though dealing with the gifts, um, I've sort of uh, I've dropped uh, what is called textual thematic exposition. Um, I've dropped the uh, flow of the text so that I could cover all the gifts because I have a mandate in verse 1 that you not be ignorant of these. So, um, I think Stephanie informed me that this is uh, the 22nd. No, this will be the 23rd. 22nd I just gave you this morning. 21st. 21st. Okay, this is the 22nd message on these gifts. And people have asked me how many more and I think five. Okay, keyword, think. (laughs) Uh, I have... One or two, yeah, There one or two left in healings. Um, one or two, no, two in tongues, and interpretation of tongues, both tie together. So they're a piece of cake. So that would probably be three messages. So five, yeah, that works. Cool. So Stephanie looks at me like, yeah, I've seen his math. He can't count. <laughs> it's going to be a binary five. All right, I want to read verse 27, ask the Lord to show us. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, and the gifts of healings, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. Father, help us to hear. Father, help us. Help us to be in your spirit. Help us to understand your spirit. Father, help us to understand these gifts. You did not hide this, and you did not make this a mystery. And yet, Father, there is so much that is out there, so much that is said these days. And yet, my King, my Lord, my Savior, help us. Help us to hear you, hear your ways. Let us set aside what we think we know. Father, let us set aside those things that we believe are experiences. Father, help us to say, thus saith the Lord, and rest full weight there. To your glory amen we're looking at in an outline that you have here we looked at gifts of men's gifts that strengthen and then gifts that signal and we started that with um, apostles prophets evangelists pastor teachers and we moved into gifts that strengthen the gift administration's teaching Um, And and all of those um, helps. um, The speaking gifts, the serving gifts, basically. And then we moved into what I call gifts that signal. And we started last week with the gift of power or the gift of miracles. It's dunamis in the original language. It means power. And what we see in that power is God revealing himself and the power was over the enemy. The power was the ability to thwart the kingdom in which god has moved his revelation into and that would be the kingdom of darkness father of lies and we've looked at this in depth we spent three weeks on it there's over three hours if you missed any of it i think it's online or you can get a cd if you want to or a tape or something to that effect Uh, And I would encourage you to do so because the mandate that you see in chapter 12, verse 1 is that I don't want you to be unaware of this. I don't want you to be ignorant about this. And I look at the body of Christ today. Uh, I meet with pastors on a regular basis. Uh, I meet with um, church leaders on a regular basis. I meet with Christians on a regular basis. There's an overwhelming ignorance uh, on spiritual gifts. And part of it is... I think a lack of diligence on our part to rightly divide truth Uh, another part is that we would take any person's words they can get up and act as silly as the day is long and it must be some kind of spiritual gift or they wouldn't get up and act that silly okay Uh, and uh, uh, have you ever seen a little joke uh, where it's got a big church and and Satan is sitting out front crying and down in the caption reads uh, why are you crying and and he says, then people in there are blaming me for everything. Um, what I am seeing is um, that joke, except we're putting the Holy Spirit outside. And he's being blamed for everything. Uh, and, I, and I think we really need to pay attention to this because there is a war that is going on that I am convinced that Christendom is unaware of uh, in this country, specifically Castle Rock, And we're not paying attention to it. And uh, I, I believe in many cases we're getting our proverbial lunches handed to us because um, a lack of diligence to the word of God and what God is doing. So what we've looked at is we see that there are gifts that were out there that were for a limited time. They were for foundation work or foundation work, this gift of miracles slash healings. And that's where I'm going to start. If you, those of you have been a part of this, I'm going to take today, we're just going to take a very cursory time. I'm going to just challenge you to think a little bit with me is all I want you to do today. And I'm going to lay out what is healings. What is it? Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, I didn't have to do a lot of research to find its perversion. All I have to do is flip on Christian TV and it's there. And it's really amazing. And I sit there and go, you know, why would people get mad at me watching a secular movie when that's on? I mean, I'd rather watch a secular something than that. Okay. So this message is going to be for those using that same theme. If you've seen Pirate of the Caribbean 2, sort of a frustrating movie. It doesn't end. And I hate movies like that. They make you want to sin. Um, but I watched mine on TV, and it was my TV, so I don't better than shoot my TV. Uh, don't invite me to your house. I may shoot your TV because it's yours. Um, but I may want to watch a bi- basketball game on mine at some other date. This is the kind of message you're going to get today. It ain't going to end. <laughs> and some of you say, Stereo you ain't ended in 15 years. Um, anyway. Um, I I want us to think about that because I'm going to lay a a, a thing here because it was for a limited time. It was for foundation work. You see it done by apostles and prophets and those who were closely associated. You see it was limited in its persons because these people were foundation. Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. They were giving us the scriptures uh, and it was at at a uh, a limited purpose because it was for confirming of revelation. These men are my men and God was confirming their message. Okay, um, I want to give you a footnote on this. Just something I want you to think about today um, is that miracles and healings are going to happen again. Okay, and what I'm talking about, I'm now listen. I've already laid this out. I'm, I'll hit, reiterate it. I believe God can do whatever God wants to do, whenever God wants to do it, however God wants to do it. Okay. But what I'm talking about is the Holy Spirit of God empowering an individual to do this. Okay? And that's what I'm, I want it, I want, that's my disclaimer. All right? Do I see men or women doing this? Okay? In the biblical precedence, no. And I guarantee you, I have done more research on this than you guys ever dreamed. And you would not believe how much stuff is out there. And I'll give you some of my insights as I go. Okay? But I want you to know, in the future, there will be individuals doing miracles and healings. Okay? Amazing wonders. They will be raising the dead. Here's the problem. All the Christians will be gone. Okay? And the world will be void of any Christian witness. And there will be two witnesses who will show up and they will be able to do some miracles. Okay? Because they will be revealing God's Word. All right? So that's my footnote. My Bible says all scripture is God breathed, God inspired, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished in every good work. All right. So I don't need anybody to confirm that to me. Why? Scripture is God-breathed. It is everything that I need, and I have to be diligent about it. Now, I'm going to give three disclaimers really quick. I, I kind of touched on these a couple of weeks ago, but I want to touch on them again. One, moving into the gift of healings. Okay? Um, I understand that there is some controversy on this subject. <laughs> okay? I also realize that there is a lot of concern on this subject, the gift of healings. Um, I am over 50 now, barely, and I have seen that the number one human problem that exists on the planet Earth is illness, sickness, disease. Um, and I'm trying to get the word of God clearly to you because this text says I don't want you to be ignorant about these spiritual gifts. And I want us to understand how the gift of healings uh, works in ministry. What is its purpose? Okay. Now listen. I also know this. And I don't need no hearty amen from anybody. I know that I am no more skilled at this than Balaam's donkey. Thank you. And uh, if Balaam's donkey could speak for God, I have a chance. And I will do my best to open my mouth and share the word of the Lord um, as it is seen, because I believe that man's opinion doesn't work here. All right, the second thing what I will say in the next weeks to come is not directed as an attack on anyone or anyone's ministry. I will deal with truth, um, what has been written what history has said. uh, And as I deal with truth, one of the things that happens is error will be exposed. And so I share those up front. And then the third thing is um, God is a God of miracles. Uh, God is a God of healing. And God will do anything He wants to, any time He wants to, any how He wants to, any way He wants to. And... um, um, you know, I've heard people try to, well, Terry, Terry's God is a small God, or Terry puts God in a, a small box or, and all you know, fine. Um, I'm not here to be divisive, but I do know that sound doctrine will divide. And I, I want you guys to all know that ahead of time. Uh, if you've had some experience and I walk on your toes, I understand before I walk on your toes, uh, I love you and, um and you want to come and tell me about Uncle Bob who had a nephew who knew this guy who was a traveling evangelist who knew this guy who was down the street from him who had been blind all of his life and he thought that he'd gotten healed by this guy and he can now see and all this other stuff and I ask you did you see him and you say no then I will not further that conversation um, I, I don't want your experiences um, bring me the text and, and I don't do that I'm not trying to be arrogant I, I really really want you guys to understand that Uh, When all is said and done, heaven and earth will pass away, but thy word never will. And uh, I think that what has happened today is that we've started using fables and myths and wives' tales to validate Scripture. And I have another text that we'll look at today that I believe will speak loudly to that. Okay. What is it? Well, let me see if I can help you here. By late 90 A.D., um, the books of the Bible, the New Testament, were completed. There was nothing else written after that. Um, And if you're truly honest with the book of Scripture you will see that whether the gospel or the book of Acts and the epistles, which were written to churches, there was a gradual decreasing in miracles and in healings. If you're truly honest with yourself, you listen, you have the four gospels that's Jesus' ministry and you have the book of Acts, which is what I call the, the acts of the Holy Spirit in the founding of the church. All right then you have the epistles the letters to churches to Corinthians to Romans to Philippians Ephesians and leaders in the church Timothy and Titus and Philemon okay you have those and you don't see miracles or healings in those letters they're mentioned okay that there are gifts of these things but you don't see them described as You know, uh, Timothy, you have stomach problems, get the healer, the gift of healing dude or dudette in your church, have them come and heal your stomach. He says, no, take a little wine for your stomach. No, that doesn't mean we all start drinking, preventive maintenance or anything like that. It means that um, the water then wasn't purified and you put alcohol on it and it killed some of the bugs And so, you know, just be careful. But you see it. And if you're truly honest with church history, you will not see any quote-unquote healing or miracles until early 400 A.D. And that's key. Because that is the time of the foundation of what you know as Roman Catholicism. Okay? And Roman Catholicism was sort of in a bind because they needed to confirm to the populace that they were the true Kirk church. Okay. And so they started grabbing hold of miracles and healings. Um, My question is that I ask when I deal with this kind of stuff is, was God confirming the Roman Catholic church as the true church? And, And if that's true, then we need to shut the doors and head up the hill. Okay. Uh, the first act of miracles, healings that I find, happened in 415 uh, A.D. Uh, a group of priests found the bones of Stephen. Stephen was the first martyred saint other than Christ. Um, and what they um, did was they would take these bones and they could lay it on a person. Ugh. Um, and they would be healed. I don't know about you. That seems a little creepy to me, but hey, what do I know? And they supposedly had all these people who were healed. And I put a little note here. Believe that? Okay. I also found around that same time, 415, 420, a merchant in a town outside of Rome um, stole the arm of john the baptist Uh, i know where was it it was in a shrine everybody knows that okay and they the merchant stole this arm and when he hid it in his closet he was very profitable and never had any not even the common cold and not only that he became very very rich um when, um, As long as he kept it in the closet, it was, everything went well. Uh, but he was found out, and they took the arm back, and the guy died, a pulper of multiple illnesses. Yeah, so anyway. So in the early years of the forming of the Roman Catholic Church, um, I even found a group... Um, who had preserved the feather droppings from the wings of Gabriel. Um, Gabriel is one who came to announce to Mary that she was with child birth of Jesus and he dropped a few feathers um, and they kept them and at different times they would have healing abilities. I also found a group of monks who had... Uh, come back from um, the Holy Lands and their pilgrimage to the lands of Israel, and they boasted that when they were in Jerusalem, that they had saw the real finger of the Holy Spirit. And, and um, well, I don't, whatever you know, people keep saying, well, "Why do you have problems with Catholics?" I don't. I don't have a problem at all with any Catholic. Okay? But I think the Catholics had better look and see what their foundation is on. Okay? Because I got some pigeon feathers that I'll sell them. <laughs> Mine are from Michael, the archangel. I mean, he's the redneck angel. You want his feathers. So, no, 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 don't, don't. don't. All right. The Church of St. Cosmos and Damien at Rome. Um, exhibited miracles and healings. Um, I wrote this down and I just don't have the heart to say it. I'm going to... That they had a vial <coughs> of breast milk from the Virgin Mary and that it had healing capabilities... But what happened was it became so popular that they needed to get more. Uh, So they ended up with 20 separate locations with 20 separate vials. Then they dawned on them that maybe the gig was up. uh, And so their conclusion was this. Um, It wasn't necessarily it was the milk that nourished the infant Jesus but that she through all the ages has continued to nourish her children in times of deadly need. And um, even that her statues and paintings will give milk at certain times to certain saints. So let me tell you something. What you see on TV, pfft, ain't nothing. Okay, wait till you never mind. Um, Bernard of Clairvaux said that he was rewarded for his holy life by Mary visiting him in his prison cell and letting his lips be moistened by the food of the heavenly child. I don't need to explain that, do I? All right, I'm not going to, so if you don't know what I'm saying, perfect. Um, Some of you may have heard of stigmata, the signs of the cross. Basically what happens, God intervenes into the life and you have on your hands and feet and side and your head, you begin bleeding from wounds that do not exist. Uh, and It is a way for God to move through you to other people. Uh, And um, if you think that that's kind of silly then it was first expressed by a man named St. Francis of Assisi and has been going on all over the place. Paladine, one of the priests of the Roman church, had so much of Mary's milk that when he died, they cut him open and out of his veins came milk and blood. Uh, Now, I wish it ended there. Okay, what they did was put it in a vial. And if the when the blood and the milk separated, if the blood was on top, um, the country was going to have a bad year. And if the blood, the milk was on top, it would be a blessed year. Um, Do you want me to give you more? I have all kinds. Um, I have seen holy healing porridge created by incarnations of Mary. Um, If you know the Church of Guadalupe, um, it was founded because Mother Mary showed up to a priest. And they built a church there. If you know the Cabrini Shrine here in the Front Range, the reason that it was built there is because Mary appeared and would have safety over the city of Denver. I have seen holy toast, holy tortillas, They all go down, and they all claim to have miraculous and healing abilities. Okay. My Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. People who are running around, um, always running around to and fro, wanting more and more signs, show evidence of very infantile faith. If there is any faith at all. You think it's hilarious? Why do I get emails that says, if you don't pass this on, you're going to lose the blessing? Right. You know, listen, if you send them to me, that's fine, but guess what? I ain't forwarding it. Well, don't break this. You know what? Bummer. Bummer. I, listen, I, and I, you know, I appreciate a lot of them are really good. They're touching. They make move my heart. But I, if I think that God has to have an email moving to make him work, we're all in serious trouble. (laughs) Okay. And so it goes on and on and on and on. Why? Because we want to see something. We do not want to be workers who rightly diligently divide the word. We don't even want to be around people who rightly and diligently divide the truth because I think they're divisive. There are counterfeits. I'll agree. Um, and you know what? Uh, there has always been counterfeits. People say, well, do you think the Antichrist is here alive right now? Listen, John and 1 John said the Antichrist have already gone out from us. And that was in 90 AD. Um, yeah, there's all, they're all over the place. Okay, are you looking for a specific one or just the the generic one or what? Um, I think the thing that is moving me in these gifts is this. As strong as some of this stuff is promoted, I believe we need to be stronger in what the Bible teaches. And okay, I'm going to step on a toe here. And I'm, I love you guys, but I'm going to step anyway. Many, many years ago, uh, at Pastor Al Jerome was our pastor. We had a meeting up in Boulder with a group of men who were to get together to believe they were being led by God. Okay? They said that this is a movement of God. God has laid it on our heart. He's drawn all together. We went up and met with a guy named Pastor Ryle who has written a book called uh, Hippo in the Garden. It is not worth the paper that it is written on. Okay, uh, and, and basically the hippo in the garden. The hippo is the Holy Spirit. The garden is his church. And God's going to do away with churches because it's not working. And he's going to do something else. And how did he know this? Well, he had this thing called the anointing of the blue guitar. God had woke him up in a dream and showed him that how music can impact people. And he was going to put a special movement on people that they would start evangelizing and making disciples through music. He had tried it. With Elvis, but Elvis wouldn't stay true to the faith. He'd pass it on to the boys from Liverpool, but they wouldn't stay for the faith. So he's trying to find somebody who would stay the course and would be anointed with music and be able to transform the church into what it is. And I sat in this meeting and said, cool. We're in trouble. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. All right. Now then, you laugh at that and you think, well, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. That was the foundation of the promise keepers, people. Okay, that was the spiritual leader of Coach McCartney who sat there. Um, I thought he was kidding me. And then it dawned on me, he wasn't kidding And on the same day that the Southern Baptist Convention said this is a movement of God was the same day that the Mormons said that this is a movement of God. So which one is it? God of the Mormons or God of the Baptists? And I can tell you which one it is. Neither. Okay? So please, I I mean, I can give you these things and we look, I am crazy old Catholics. But you know what? Ain't a person in this room who isn't susceptible. I had a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, who went over to hear this guy who basically said he had the gift of stirring up the Spirit. Okay? Here in Castle Rock. He came in here in Castle Rock. He's in not this church, but another church in Castle Rock. And he went over to hear him, hear this guy teach. And this guy stirred up and talked up and all the rest of it. And then he went around and began blowing on everybody's belly. Okay? And that's how he stirred up the Spirit. And the text that he proved this was, is that when God created Adam, he did What? Blew into his nose. I don't know how the belly works, but anyway. Well, I do. You don't really want to hear it. Trust me. Okay? Because I'm just sitting there going, well, hmm. It goes back, did Adam have a belly button? Okay? Anyway. Um, (laughs) I'll let your imaginations go. My friend was standing there thinking, this is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. And he said, when this guy came by and blew on my belly, he said, I felt something. He said, I truly did feel something. And I said, you know what? I praise God that he could walk through a crowd of 300 people blowing on their bellies and not get lightheaded. Um, I'd have hyperventilated or something. I'd have passed out. Oh, don't worry. I'll be back in a minute. I, I, I want us to think about this because there are counterfeits, but I also want you to understand that you are susceptible to this and you are looking for this. You may not even know it. And that's why when I say I want us to be as strong as some of this stuff is promoted, I want us to be as strong in what the Bible teaches and that's why I'm kind of taking my time. I have been praying for you all that I want you to understand the difference between the healing by God and the gift of healing. There is a difference. Uh, my wife is a nurse. Um, she will tell you I worked as a, uh, on an ambulance for a little while. Uh, the human body is an amazing thing. Uh, it will heal itself. I have a disease that doesn't allow me to heal like other people. No, I don't have AIDS. Gee, he's got AIDS. No, I, I have diabetes, and I have to pay attention if I get just a cut or something like that, that it just doesn't get infected. Uh, and I, as soon as I said that, I better clarify that one. I, yeah, we, he's been out. He's, you know how them pastors are now. Um, no, um, I, I just, but I I, 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 seen the body heal. Um, I had what was called a fractured dislocation of the knee. Okay. Uh, the femur I broke and dislocated the knee all in one type package. You know, if you're going to do this, get your bang for the buck. You're going to be in a cast. So you might as well just get a whole bunch of stuff. So I was in a cast for nine months and a bunch of rehab and all the rest of it. And when it's cold and snowy like this, it tells me, Remember the time when you and Clinton? Yeah. yeah, I remember. But you know what? It's healed. They said that one leg isn't going to grow. It's in the growth plate. And you'll have one leg shorter. But you know what? I've seen Tulsa, Oklahoma can cure that. <laughs> There is evidently an epidemic there um, of this because I hear it on a regular basis. But mine's were miraculous abilities. It did grow, and both of my legs follow me everywhere I go, or lead me, or whatever it is they do. Um, God healing someone immediately, and God healing through human healer, there is a difference. Listen, disease is the most tragic human reality, and I believe it is the number one problem on the planet Earth today. Uh, It hits the hardest, it hurts the most, uh, especially when it concludes in death. Um, This year, I have said goodbye to a very precious friend of mine. The year before, I said goodbye to my stepfather, and just a few months before that, I said said goodbye to one of my mentors. Um, Since the garden, disease has been a reality, and death has been a reality of that disease. Uh, since that time, there has been uh, an unending search for cures to remove the reality of disease, uh, the reality of illness, the reality of its suffering that comes with disease and illness. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. And I know, it doesn't matter how advanced the society is or backwards the society is. Uh, every society, every grouping of people uh, have an approach to cure disease or help with disease whether it's the mayo clinic or whether it's in the jungles of new guinea whether it's the egyptians or whether it is israeli medicine today Um, i see people who earnestly seek gifts this day they believe that they can badger god into giving them a gift uh, I know with all the, vehement, the zeal of my heart and the passion of my soul and the fiber of my being, if I could have one gift, any one single gift, the gift of healing is the one I want. I had it expressed to me when I was in Russia just a few weeks ago. A young late or grandma, brother, young granddaughter up to me and her eyes, she's going blind. And she's probably eight years old, nine years old. Had glasses that looked like Gosh. huge and the grandma said, "Would you please pray for my granddaughter?" Um, I would have given anything that, with a word or with a touch, I could made her eyes perfect. And I couldn't. I think about all the efforts and all of the years um, that doctors and nurses go through, and the billions of and trillions of billions of dollars that are spent to help mankind and really all we need is the gift of healing i mean it's let's be legitimate about it disease and illness is heartbreaking it's all over there's no place on the world that is exempt from it and i mean if you really want to feel good about it it plays no favorites it doesn't care what background you are, what ethnicity you are, what financial place you are in society. Um, I don't have to go very fine to find it. I, I mean, I don't have to struggle to find somebody who is ill, who is sick, who is suffering from a disease or something. Um, and these that have the gift, and they claim that they have the gift, uh, I can't understand why they're not using it more. Uh, there are many who claim this gift today. Please it hear me. Many, many who claim this gift, uh, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. Then why don't you get after this? This, this isn't. Know, this isn't difficult. Um, do you remember the Great Commission? Does anybody remember the Great Commission? It comes out of Matthew 28. Jesus commanded in the Great Commission to go into all the world and. Preach the gospel and banish disease? No. Make disciples. Some believe that if we could heal everyone, they would believe the gospel. Listen, if you believe that, you totally misunderstand the life of Christ. And I mean, and I'm going to say this as blunt, you know me, beat around the bush. You are completely ignorant of what Christ came for. You are clueless. For Three years in his ministry, he banished disease from the land of Israel. Not only did he banish disease, he could raise the dead for those who have died from disease. And the conclusion of his ministry the population came in to absolute agreement that they should kill him. Of the thousands of, thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of people that Jesus healed, and I showed you text on this. When they were in the upper room at the birth of the church, it says there was 120 of them. Where was Jairus' daughter. Where was Peter's mother-in-law? Where was the centurion's whole family? Where were these people? Where were the ten lepers? Where were they? Listen, it doesn't work that way. Saving faith is a gift from God. And it is according to God's sovereign will. And it comes through the hearing of the gospel and mixing it with the divine gift of faith. Not from healing. Not from healing. Thief on the cross says this truly must be the son of God. Therefore be healed. No. Jesus' response was, today you'll be with me in paradise. With that, I want to move to a text and and you'll see how it plays in. I want to go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Okay, this text deals with the sovereignty of God. 9, 10, 11 deals with God and His power and how He's getting what He needs to be done. Okay. And I want to show you something that is missing in the church today. Okay. Verse 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Stop right there. How do people get saved? some goofy preachers, isn't it? Dang on, Line up a whole bunch of Balaam's donkey and let them rip. And that's it. Do you see that? It doesn't say line them up, heal them. You know what? It doesn't even say try to manipulate their emotions. I watched a man get healed under pure doctrinal treatise of the book of Romans. And by the conclusion, I believe, he probably just saved me and this man is shut up. He had to listen to 10 hours a day for five days and said, please save me from this man. No. <laughs> I want you to keep your finger there because the claims today are not any different than I showed you in 415 in the Roman Catholic Church. The bones of John the Baptist, I have seen where they use the bones of Peter. I've seen them use pieces of the cross. I see them, they line up at shrines where they believe Mary appeared. I have read and sought out some of the stuff on the oriental psychics. I have seen where healers can do surgery and never use a tool to do it with their hands and they don't even have to use, there's no blood, bloodless surgery. In they claim to raise the dead. I have been involved in an indirect way in black magic and witch doctors and I see in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that there's going to be a whole bunch of this going on during the great tribulation. Mary Baker Eddy, she used to be able to do it telepathically, which I think would be good because you could just sit around and think. I don't even have to get out of the house. You know, bad weather comes, I can heal anybody who's in the snowstorm. I see it, what I call the modern charismatic television. Um, all claiming to heal you. And they can do it on TV. And I like TV when they do it because I think they can do it on tape delay. I always thought that was fascinating. And the best one yet is when they can do it on a rerun. <laughs> I think that's great. Okay. And if you're just having a bad day, dude, put the tape back in, play it again. I had conversation with a lady who attended a pastor and she said, my pastor has the gift of healing. I have seen it. I said, really? Yes. He said, it is marvelous. She said, you know what? His wife was diagnosed with terminal cancer. I said, you're kidding. And she said, "In." he healed her right there laid his hand on her she fell over and she was healed I was like really Hmm? how are they doing today she's dead dead how'd she die cancer Hmm. how long after the healing did she die about a year well what am I going to say can we get a two year healing you know why don't you get near the end of the first year and do it again or something I don't know some of the stuff I've seen on TV is almost shows me can you top this uh, the best one that i've seen, and I, I still kind of snicker over it is a guy had depression he 's always battled depression, and God healed him of it and He said that how he did it was that he <laughs> he poured all over him the smell of heaven i can 't hardly go on. <laughs> And whenever whenever he starts feeling depressed, he goes in the closet and he gets the shirt and tie that he was wearing that day, and he smells heaven, and the depression goes away. Okay? I got some shirts hanging in my closet. That ain't heaven. <laughs> The pastor who raised his or healed his wife continues to do miracles and healings. This is how he does it. Uh, he goes to the Lord in the morning before church, uh, and the Lord tells him what healings are available. Uh, and what I mean is that he may have like one back, um, four headaches, three cancers, and whoever will come to the night service with enough faith, can claim these healings. Okay? Which keeps his attendance up on Sunday nights. Because see if it doesn't work, whose fault is it? All the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I just want to conclude with this. I want to lay this out because, see, I can look at some of this stuff and say, this is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life and yet I know that it's in main, main line now okay listen you want me to pray for your illness you want me to pray for your soreness your I will but let me tell you something God may give that to you because he wants you to I in my life the things that I have gone through God has brought me through so that I can strengthen others who are walking right behind me I've been there, done that, got merit badges. And in some cases, I said, you know what? I wrote that map. You should get off of that road. Okay, there's times that you suffer because God wants to be glorified in your suffering. Amen. And it may be an illness, it may be a pain. Listen, I have a disease that I cannot cure, it will kill me. I guarantee it. It has shortened my life. How long is it? I don't have a clue but there's not an organ in my body that is not affected by my disease. All right? I would give anything to be healed of it. I have on my fingers, I have to check my glucose about four or five times a day and it has gotten so good, I don't have to stick my fingers anymore. I can just squeeze them and look, blood. And I just stick it on my little monitor and look the thing there says that I'm doing all right. Anybody want to sign up for that? It's a blast. Well, doesn't it hurt? Duh. I've had people ask me, does that hurt? Well, no. Take a sharp instrument, stick your flesh with it. It doesn't hurt. Why, does it hurt you when you get poked? Okay, I have to take a shot a day and sometimes as many as Six. Okay, Christmas is killing me. We need to get out of this thing. Eggnog and chocolate. I mean, I just walked by this morning, had these little chocolate pretzels and said, God, does look good. Mine. All right, I'll go take some insulin. I mean, I, now you think about it. I hear people say, oh, I just struggle with candy. Go in my life. How You can have all the candy you want. You just have to take a shot every time you take it. You'll be over it. You'll be over it. Okay? Listen, so when I talk about healings, I'm not talking about something that I'm not aware of. People say, well, you seem healthy. <laughs> yeah, you ought to see me in the morning. Anyway, um, this is the kind of stuff that I want us to think about because when we talk about healings, what are we talking about here? You got a headache? Take an aspirin. You got a backache? Quit it. You're probably picking something up wrong and you probably deserve to have the backache anyway. Some of you are a backache. But anyway... <laughs> And and and, you know, there's just not enough medicine out there to make that go away. Um, Listen, let me tell you something about gifts of the Spirit. I showed you here, verse 17 says, "Faith comes from hearing, hearing by the word of Christ." Piece of cake. We've already looked at it. The spiritual gifts come from this person of the Holy Spirit, one God, one Spirit, and He works it as He wants to do it. If you, if a life is not controlled by the Holy Spirit. Will your gift function in the Holy Spirit energy? No. No. Because if you're not controlled by the Holy Spirit, then who's in control? The flesh. The flesh. That's Galatians 5. The flesh is in control. So, if I'm not in control, if I'm not being controlled by the Holy Spirit, then I am being controlled by the flesh, then the product that you see is the flesh. Okay? Right? So, if I have this gift, the gift of healing, all right? This is what I'm looking at right now. You've got to have this. This is the foundation that I'm going to move off of this thing. If I have the gift of healing, then you will have a pure life, you will have pure doctrine. And I can tell a pure life and pure doctrine because it is always, 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 always characterized by humility. Okay? Because pure life, pure doctrine, humility is total submission, obedience to Scripture and everything they do is set apart and is set about to completely exalt Jesus Christ. And those people will be manifesting all of the fruit of the Spirit. Because the gifts of the Spirit must operate in the energy of the Spirit. You know, I've seen these tests. You ever seen these tests? These are the spiritual gifts. I don't remember how many they say. You've got all these tests. Here's what the test looks like in the flesh, and here's what the test looks like in the Spirit. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I remember going through a class on it, and everybody in my class picked out what their spiritual gift is because this is how I act in the flesh. What? Wait a minute. Let me go get Gabriel's feathers. Right? Do you you see how absurd that is? I can tell my spiritual gift because of how I work in the flesh? Well, that's nuts. Gifts of the spirits must operate in the energy of the spirit. Only when the spirit controls everything will you see this. So when someone says they have the gift, okay, I want to close with this thought. I have this gift. I don't care what it is. Right now we're looking at healings. Okay, and we can all go home and watch these people on TV and I'll ask you these questions. When a person claims a gift, do they manifest fruit of the Spirit? All of it. It ain't the best out of eight. And I got top three. No, do they manifest the spirit, the fruit of the Spirit? Do they manifest a the purity of life? Do they manifest purity of doctrine? Do they manifest humility? Do they manifest total exaltation of Christ and absolute obedience to His Word? Okay, so my question that I'll pose you with and I'll deal with next week. So why is there so much of this? Why is there so much of this? Because that's not a difficult test. Um, Do they manifest fruit of the Spirit, purity of life, purity of doctrine, humility, exaltation of Christ, and obedience to His Word? That's not hard to spot in somebody. So why is there so much of this? Why is there so much of this? And we'll deal with that next week. I want you to think about that, though. How do people get saved? Faith comes from hearing and it's specific about what you're hearing you can't hear stories about the Bible you've got to hear the Bible you've got to hear the Bible so many of you have asked me about your gifts as we went through the gifts that strengthen and I'm going to ask you these, these, three, these questions again do you manifest the fruit of the Spirit do you manifest the purity of life do you manifest the purity of doctrine? How about humility? Is your life's total focus on the exaltation of Christ and absolute obedience to His Word? Because people ask me, how do you know what my gift is? How do you know what a person's spiritual gift is? I don't until so that happens. Okay? Listen, we're in a season of gifts. You have been a supernatural enabling from God for the strengthening of the saints and the furtherance of his kingdom. But you do have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility. And the fact that there's ignorance of spiritual gifts in the body of Christ tells me that many, many, many have neglected their responsibility. Let's, Father, let's pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, understanding the urgency of the day. Father, I just praise you for gifts. I praise you for the amazing things you do. Lord, I look at some of this and and I understand it's silliness. Um, And yet, Father, uh, I also know the tragedy. There are many who are following this and they're on a wide path that leads to eternal damnation. And Father, we who have your truth, we who labor at your word, have no ability to stop these people. And yet, Father, we confront it. We usually become a point of attack, but also know, Lord, that we bear on our bodies the reproaches of Christ because it is not us they hate, it is you they hate, and we are your spokesman. Father, help us. Help us stand firm in this day, in this age. Father, there is a famine in the land. And the people don't even know it. There's a famine for the lack of truth. And the people don't even know it. Father, we who gather this day, on a day that brings and reminds us of the birth of Christ, Father, let us stand fast in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Father, help us. Help us to bear fruit of your Spirit. Father, help us to manifest purity. Father, help us to have pure doctrine. Father, help us to be humble. We beg you. Father, help us to have lives that bring exaltation to Christ. And Father, may we fall so in love with your word that obedience isn't even considered. It's your word, thus saith the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this season where we can draw upon you. Thank you for this season where we understand you. To your praise and glory. Amen.